Hello, everybody. You're listening to your regional health update. I am your host, Michael Moon. And joining us today is Dr. Andrew Hirsch, who is a pulmonary and critical care specialist over at Montrose Regional Health. Before we get started, doctor, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Born and raised in New Jersey, got uh, moved out to Colorado Springs for college. And then after college, worked my way over to the Western Slope, met my wife out here, moved over to Denver for med school, um, and then from there, I had joined the Air Force, and so uh, most recently Texas for my uh, for my service. That's about 10 years in the Air Force, uh, and then got out this last May, and we're really excited to, to move back here. So the, the mountains brought you back, I see. They did. What services do you offer at the uh, Montrose Lung and Sleep Center? So we do comprehensive inpatient and outpatient pulmonary services. So that includes seeing people in the office for uh, advanced or difficult to treat lung diseases like uh, advanced asthma, COPD, emphysema, uh, scarring, lung diseases, um, pulmonary hypertension, you name it. So we see people both uh, in, in the office and then, you know, sometimes if people get admitted to the hospital, then we go and see them there as well or in the intensive care unit. Do you deal with uh, CPAPs and things like that? Yeah. So, um uh, so Dr. Gilbert, who is my partner, is a, is a sleep specialist. So, uh, so we do um, sleep studies uh, looking for sleep apnea or other kinds of uh, sleep disorders and then, um, and then help patients with the treatment, which is often CPAP or BiPAP or so, something like that. So a mask that kind of blows air in your lungs in order to sort of keep everything open while you're asleep. I've also heard the word bronchoscopy, and I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but navigational... Bronchoscopy, you got it. You got <laughs> I know, it's a big word. So explain to us what that is. So bronchoscopy is just, um, it's very similar to a colonoscopy. So it's a camera at the end of a tube, um, and we use it to go down into someone's lungs, to look around, um, to take samples in someone's lungs. In the last probably 10 years, um, there's been quite a few significant advances in how we are able to do that. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has a, a nodule or something in their lung that needs to get biopsied, in the past, um, we would sort of use our knowledge of anatomy and, and the CAT scan to try and get out to where we think that nodule is and then start taking biopsies. But it was pretty difficult. You know, the lungs have, the lungs divide, you know, many, 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 many times. And, and it's, uh, after a little bit, it's, it's easy to get lost. Um, so in the last probably decade, uh, navigational bronchoscopy, which is essentially a GPS system for your lungs, mm -hmm. has been developed. So basically what happens is, uh, you know, a, a patient gets a CAT scan for whatever reason. There's a nodule um, or something in the, in the lungs um, that is worrisome that we need to get a sample of. Um, we are able to, to basically um, tell the computer this is the thing that we want to get to, um, and then we define sort of the anatomy for the computer, and the, and the computer then makes a path. So just like your mapping software on your phone, you know, you say, I, I want to get to Walmart, and it says, okay, you know, take a right, take a left, keep going, it'll be hmm. there in a mile. 
um, it's it's very similar. We say, hey, we want to get out to this spot in the lung. This is where we know that this uh, this nodule is, and the 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 mapping software, the navigational software, says go right, go left, go up, go down, keep going, and then lets us know when we're within you know a, a centimeter or so wow. of the thing that we're trying to target, and then we're able to take biopsies. Um, in order to pass that on to the pathologist to see exactly what we're dealing with. What is the things that stick out and what should they do? Yeah, well, the, probably the first most important step is to get in touch with your primary care doc. Um, you know, most, most lung concerns, most health concerns uh, are, are best managed um, or adequately managed by your primary care doc. Um, occasionally there are things um, you know that they uh, they take a look and they say, hmm, you know, we got to pass this on to a to a lung specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, they they write a referral uh, and they get you know patient gets sent on over to us. There's uh, another group of patients that we we see, um, which are folks that end up going into lung cancer screening. Um, so those are people that are you know that are smoking either actively or stopped smoking in the last couple of years, um, and they get referred for uh, for lung cancer screening through through serial CAT scans, CAT scans every year. Um, just like people might get mammography for breast cancer or colonoscopy for colon cancer, people who are current or former smokers um, often qualify to get an annual CAT scan. Uh, if we see something on that CAT scan, then they, you know, then we, we, uh, uh, sit down with the patient and talk about what are the next steps, which could mean something like doing a, another CAT scan and, you know, in a couple months, or going ahead and doing something like navigation bronchoscopy for a biopsy, depending on what we find. Now, how do they get to that point? How would they know that they they might be dealing with uh, lung cancer in order to get to screening? Is it just something they need to do every year with their doctor? The guidelines have actually been updated in the last six months. Uh, and so the guidelines, as it stands now, are people who are age 50 to 80 who have smoked 20 pack years or more, and a, and a pack year just means that you smoked a pack a day for, you know, a, a pack a day for a year would be one pack year. Mm. Half a pack a day for two years would be one pack year, if that makes sense. So somebody oh, yeah. says, I've been smoking a pack a day for the last 30 years, that's 30 pack years. Um, so a uh, 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 20 pack year smoking history, and they either are currently smoking or they quit within the last 15 years. Okay. So it's it's really good to go in, uh, even if you have quit, just to go and uh, double check and have a screening. Yeah. And I think, again, you, you know, patients are best served by, by having a conversation with their primary care doc and saying, hey, I know that there's lung cancer screening that's available. You know, is that something that would be good for me? You know, and if someone was a light smoker uh, during their college years and quit 30 or 40 years ago, it's unlikely that we will help that person. And in fact, we probably will cause harm if we do CAT scans. Um, But if that person, you know, was a heavy smoker for a long time um, and is either still smoking or quit, you know, in the last 15 years, um, then, then it does save lives to go on and get uh, a CAT scan every year uh, until that person has quit smoking for 15 years. The important thing is, is to quit smoking. Uh, one of the services that we actually have uh, here in our clinic is we have uh, smoking cessation uh, visits. So I think we can take a little bit more time and 
uh, talk people through how do we, you know, what, what are the ways to be most successful in doing something that's very, very tough, which is quitting smoking. Yeah. Um, so we can help people with that. And then if you have quit smoking, you know, in the last couple of years, then, then, then seeing if you qualify for lung cancer screening, you know, nationally, um, we do a pretty bad job in, in getting people in to get the, the necessary screening. Um, and so we really want to make sure that here in our community that we're, we're identifying people that would benefit, that we're making sure that they, that they get the CAT scans that they need and get the follow-up that they need. Um, you know, lung cancer, uh, if, if found early, is a curable disease. If you, if you wait too long, if you wait till it's spread outside the lungs, um, there's no longer a way to cure it. So it's important that not just that we find it, but that we find it really early. Great information. Dr. Andrew Hirsch, pulmonary and critical care specialist over at Montrose Regional Health. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Join us again next time for another regional health update. I am your host, Michael Moon. And just remember, information provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose any condition or provide treatment advice. Please work with your healthcare providers to determine appropriate treatments for you. Thanks again. We'll talk to you next time around.